The Man Whore Podcast is sponsored by Pure. The Pure app lets awesome people have casual sex tonight. Download Pure on Google Play or the App Store. Pure, the hookup app that says it's a hookup app. Now let's get to the show. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to all the derby chicks, sexist pricks, and those badass Gotham girls. This is Billy Presida, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Hey, 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 everyone. How you doing? Welcome to the show if you are new, and hey, welcome back if you're not. I am your host, comedian Billy Presida. If you're new to the podcast, uh, typically I talk to women I've hooked up with about sex, dating, and why we didn't work out. However, this week's uh, special guest is not one of my former flames. No, I have got a veteran member of the New York City Roller Derby League, the Gotham Girls. Okay, she goes by the name of Whiskey Lullaby. And I cannot wait to share this badass with you in a little bit. But first, got some show dates, people. Show dates. Okay, Uh, Mishawaka, Indiana. I'm going to be inside you on May 23rd. And then I'm gonna be in Medina, Ohio. Medina, Medina. I don't know, but I'm gonna be at Toth's place in Medina, Ohio, on May 24th. And I will be roast battling at the Stand Comedy Club on May 30th. For more information on those show dates and more, head on over to manhorpod.com/comedy. And while you're over on the website, sign up for that mailing list, people. You get my monthly newsletter. Uh, we do sex toy giveaways. And I announce some very special news. Big announcement right now. The Man Whore Podcast is looking for a summer intern. Yes. Uh, woo! The, the way this show has been growing and with all the exciting things I'm planning, you know, we got the, the Man Whore Podcast Fan Whore Weekend in October I'm trying to put together. Got all the exciting bonus content that I'm producing uh, and many other fun things. I need some help. I need some assistance. I've been a one-man operation for too long. So if you are interested or if you know someone who might be interested and will be uh, in the greater New York City area this summer, head on over to manwhorepod.com slash internship and you'll find more information. Uh, please share that with anyone you think might be interested the internship uh, would, would start roughly the end of May, early June. The intern wouldn't just be like free labor. No, no, no. This person would have like a direct impact on the podcast working directly alongside me. By the end of the summer, my goal would be that this intern would better know how to conceptualize, produce, and market a successful podcast. So again, that's manwhorepod.com slash internship. Got some more exciting news, everyone. We reached our latest Patreon goal of $500 pledged. Wow. Holy smokes. That is uh, that is quite phenomenal. Thank you all so much, uh, all my patrons who are supporting me on Patreon. And if you don't know what a Patreon is, it's kind of like a monthly fan club subscription. You choose how much money you want to pledge each month. And depending on how much money you pledge, you get various rewards. That includes like a shout out on the show. That can be bonus episodes of the podcast. It can be merchandise. And it also includes an invitation to the Champagne Room, a super secret Facebook group for my patrons. 
Uh, we're having a lot of fun in the champagne room. A lot of titties coming out on Titty Tuesdays. I'm just saying. <laughs> but the other exciting thing about reaching this this goal is that I am now going to produce a monthly $1 bonus episode that is available to all of my patrons. Yes, there have never been more reasons to throw down just a buck than ever before, uh, including all the other benefits of being a patron. You'll also get one monthly bonus episode, uh, and then the $5 tend to all the other higher-up levels. Hey, guess what? You're now getting an additional episode every month. That's just more and more man whore podcast in your ears. To make your pledge today, to join the group, to come on over into the champagne room, head on over to patreon.com slash podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash podcast. Before we get to uh, to this week's episode with Whiskey Lullaby from the Gotham Girls Roller Derby League, uh, I, I want to give a plug. You know, Dedeker Winston is one of the co-hosts of a great podcast called Multiamory. You should all be listening to it, by the way, uh, if you don't already. And I also myself have been a guest on the podcast. It's a great show, Multiamory. And Dedeker Winston, who is also a relationship coach, has just come out with a book. You know, one of those real physical book things. It's called The Smart Girl's Guide to Polyamory. Everything you need to know about open relationships, non-monogamy, and alternative love uh, is now available on Amazon and at your local Barnes and Noble, and you should all go get it. And because Dedeker is currently located on the other side of the planet, I asked her to record a few words about her book to share with you all. Uh, but since she she got a little bit uh, self-conscious, so she instead had one of her co-hosts, Emily, read the copy instead. So uh, let's hear some more about the Smart Girl's Guide to Polyamory. Are you tired of monogamy? Nobody likes a know-it-all, but everybody loves a girl with brains and heart. The Smart Girl's Guide to Polyamory by Dedeker Winston is an intelligent and comprehensive guide to polyamory, open relationships, and other forms of alternative love, offering relationship advice radically different from anything you'll find on the magazine rack. This practical guidebook will help you break out of the mold of traditional monogamy without the constraints of jealousy, possessiveness, insecurity, and competition. If you're curious about opening up your current monogamous relationship, exploring group sex, or ready to come out as polyamorous, this book covers it all. Whether you're a seasoned graduate, a timid freshman, or somewhere in between, you'll learn how to craft unique relationships that are healthy, happy, sexy, and tailor-made for you. Because when it comes to your love life, being a know-it-all is actually a great thing to be. The Smart Girl's Guide to Polyamory, everything you need to know about open relationships, non-monogamy, and alternative love, available on Amazon and wherever books are sold. You'll see an Amazon link in the show notes. You should all go check it out. I recommend it. I recommend anything Dedeker does. And again, go check out my episode, at the very least, uh, of Multiamory. Great podcast. Now for this week's guest. Okay, some of you don't give a fuck about what I've been saying. Some of you are just here for Whiskey Lullaby, and I understand. Uh, she is a badass woman. She's part of the Gotham Girls Roller Derby League here in New York City. Why the fuck are we talking about roller derby on the Man Whore Podcast? Isn't this a sex show? Hey, we talk about gender things too. Look, I went to my first roller derby about a month ago, and I was blown the fuck away. I've heard about roller derby. I saw Whip It. Just the concept of it 
I, you know, when I think of gender fucking and, and messing with gender roles, I think roller derby. I gotta be honest with you. Not that other uh, female sports are not empowering, but I mean, Jesus, I, you know, whiskey told me that there's a male roller derby league. And I said, fuck that. (laughs) Uh, it, it, It really is like a female driven sport. So I wanted to have whiskey on to discuss, you know, women in, in sports and how derby is different from kind of all other things and why roller derby is kind of important that it exists, that it's out there. And there's something about derby that's insanely progressive. And I hope more, more gals, more young gals can discover roller derby and know that, you know, they too can become a fucking badass. In, in, a, in a world that right now seems to just want women to shut the fuck up already, you know? So, so I really hope you all enjoy my conversation with Whiskey Lullaby from the Gotham Girls Roller Derby League. You can say that right now. Go for it. I was going to say that um, I think one of the things that roller derby skaters, roller derby athletes have tried to get across to, to the mainstream public over the years is that this is legitimate sport. Um, it may have started out you know, when the resurgence of it back in the early 2000s as fishnets and booty shorts and, you know, penalty wheels, but it's evolved into a sport full of highly trained athletes. I mean, you saw the bout. You could watch the, the women skate in this in those bouts. They're amazing. They're amazing. They do things on skates that most people can't do in shoes. Yeah. It looked like she, some of them, it looked like they were like wearing shoes. They were like doing high steps around people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, um, I can't, I mean, I can't do most of the things that I see them do and I skate on a team too. So, I mean, there are people, I know skaters who it's like the, their skates are just, they've been sewn onto their feet. Mm. They live in them. Um, it's amazing the things that they can do. And so wait, people like don't look at Derby very legitimately right now. I think it's getting better, um, but as a mainstream sport, I mean... Y'all got a movie. Yeah, you, you had your Whip It movie. Even Whip It? Curling doesn't have a movie. Yeah, <laughs> Curling doesn't have a movie. No, that's true. Um, we, we did have our Whip It, which it helped to um, bring roller derby out into the public eye a lot more. You know, when you have a movie with big name stars, I mean, that's going to make people come. The, the, the uh, tryout roles when I, in the league that I was in, the year that Whip It came out, um, the, the amount of people coming to try out, you know, went up considerably. And every league probably around the country, especially because it was, you know, more of a national sensation than an international sensation movie, most people, uh, leagues around the country felt that surge. Um, and it dropped off a little bit after that. Um, but the last two years, our our championship games were on ESPN three. So it's still next, next year, go up to two, maybe up to two, two. maybe up to one. I don't know, (laughs) but you know, it was a big deal for ESPN to actually give it coverage so much that, you know, even fans were complaining because the, uh, the cranes that the, the cameras had to rise on were blocking people's view. So, you know, if they have to have a crane big enough in an arena, that's blocking your view, you've started to reach a little bit of the big time. Um, it it was, it was insane. What, what I watched, it was, uh, I thought it was so fucking, I, I told you before we started it, it was cooler than watching basketball. We just had March Madness. So I've just been watching a bunch of college basketball. I hate basketball. You hate it? I, I do not enjoy basketball. And I'll tell you why. I suck at it. <laughs> I, I love when the I, attitude. When I was a kid, 
I played every sport you can think of, and I wanted to be a basketball player in the worst way. I wanted to be able to to shoot and score and play. All my friends played. I grew up in the Bronx. Like all my friends played, and I was terrible, horrible. Couldn't I could barely make a, a basket. I could barely make a layup. Um, I was horrible, and that's why I hate basketball because I'm not good at it. I can't play it. Is why it's probably why I hate golf. Yeah, I'm not but a big I, fan of golf either. I'm, I'm a, terrible at golf. Also, I have a feeling if I was good at golf, I would still. Be like, this is boring. No offense to any golfers, but I think golf is not a sport. I mean full offense to golfers when I say it's not a sport. Oh, no, not at all. <laughs> well, let me let me quickly just introduce. We're, I'm sitting here right now. You can't hear? I can't hear you. I can't you know, hear anything. <laughs> oh, I'm not here enough. Plug like in my headphones. Professional. That's fine. Uh, yesterday was my three-year anniversary of oh, doing this show, and yet uh, <laughs> forget to plug it in. Uh, I'm sitting right now with uh, Roller Derby Vet uh, from the Gotham Girls Roller Derby League here in New York City, Whiskey Lullaby. Whiskey Lullaby. What a name. Uh, yeah, you know what's really funny about it? Because I see this bottle of whiskey on your desk Oh, here. right. And I, forgot, I, I don't actually yep. drink at all. <laughs> I did read that in my minimal <laughs> research in the one interview I found of you <laughs> from like five years ago. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Which inter- Was that the interview when I was living in the Hudson Valley? I think you were. I think you were three years in the Derby at the time. Okay, yeah, that's about right. Yeah, yep. I was like, yep, okay. I I, did, I totally forgot. I have a bottle of whiskey staring you in the face. No, it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I, it's it's probably a good a good brand of whiskey. I have no idea. Thank you, uh, Li- Elizabeth <laughs> in Dallas, for sending me that. Excellent. That's, a, that's breakup whiskey. Oh, I got like several bottles of breakup whiskey and candy and. Uh, Girl Scout cookies. I would have brought you some breakup candy if oh, I'd known. I'm sorry. I'm good. I'm, good. I'm like right. over a month out of it. Oh, but good. it was okay. like, that's the remnants of my breakup gifts right. I got from people. So now you have to have rebound candy. Rebound candy? <laughs> rebound chocolate, rebound whiskey. I don't know. Some kind of rebound something. <laughs> well, then that was the first. I think that's the first thing most people will notice about Roller Derby. At least it was for me, was seeing the names. The names yes. are, pro- are one of the cooler parts, I think, of, of Derby. Uh, yes, they are. They they they're well, some of the cooler parts, and also some of the most contentious parts. Yeah, how um, so? They're they're one of my former league mates, Ginger Snap. Um, I believe it was Ginger Snap wrote an article one time about Derby names and how they've gotten just a little out of hand. Um, you have some amazing ones, some funny ones, some tongue in cheek ones, some ones that that reference literary characters or movie characters. And then you have ones like, and I, you know, I got to tell you, it's it's it sometimes comes a lot more from the male derby skaters than the female derby skaters. Wait, there's male derby. There is male derby. By the way, when I was watching, no it, balls in male derby. Sorry, that's someone. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble for that. Probably. <laughs> I um, was I was sitting at the match. By the way, watching and being like, this is one of the few sports where I definitely want to watch the women version over the male version. I like, would. Who wants to watch two men be? We have enough sports with men being the shit out of each other. It's like. Uh, to give to give the proper respect to, to men's roller derby, they've men have 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 historically been very supportive of women's roller derby, and they definitely have. Um, uh, there's there was definitely some argument to be said that they, that their game is exactly the same as the women's game. It's I don't believe it's not really the same as the women's game. I think there's a a difference in any sport where there's uh, a, men, a men's version and a women's version, whether it's the same sport, the same rules or not. You're going to see some differences. Uh, let's take your beloved basketball. Beloved. You don't beloved basketball. I hate it, but you, <laughs> how many times you don't see many women dunking? It's not. 
part of the women's game. Women's game. Right. The women's game is, lot, more, is finesse. The women's game is 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 a lot, lot of layups. A lot of layups, but it, it, it it's a more beautiful game. Um, it's not as you don't you don't it, if you watch the two games together, it's the same sport with the same rules. There, it, it nothing about it is different except the nuances of the game. Well, what's the difference between uh, men's and women's derby? I should just make you just pop up a video of, of men's derby. Um, women's derby is, is I think, more brutal. I think that women's derby is more, um, it's more strategy. It's more, I think there's there's more of a mental game in women's derby. I think that, uh, in my experience, men's derby is, um, it's it's a little bit faster. It's a little bit more physical. It's a t- I mean, Do you think women's derby is more strategical because there's less of a, um, I'm just gonna powerhouse because I can imagine. Oh no, you've never met my roommate and uh, league mate Violet Knockout. So no, it's uh, it's definitely um, it, it's they women we power we power we power through we will knock you down in a heartbeat. Okay, okay. So then, why, why do you think one's more strategical than the other? Um, or are, we, th- are they just big dumb men who are just be like, I'm just gonna roll over I'm things. Get in so much trouble. <laughs> do it. Um, do it. No, no. I have a lot of friends and lovely, lovely, <laughs> lovely friends and men who play this sport. Um, I, it sometimes feels like men just kind of like you know feel like brute strength is better than um, you know anything else. I don't know. It's just. I think that explains a lot of history. It's, it may have explained a lot of history, a lot about war and. Um, no, no, no. To, 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 in all seriousness, I think that the people who play the game, male or female, love the game um, and all play for a different reason. And uh, But going back to names, though, I think like, you know. Oh, that's your roommate, a, there, Violet Knockout. Yes, okay. that's my roommate, Violet Knockout. I was like, I'm, I'm scrolling through. Don't let, to... Listen, don't let that pretty face right there fool you. She is, she will make you pee your pants when she hits you on the track. Like she hits so hard and she is such a competitor um and if if you've ever been on the track with her and seen her glaring eyes when she is laser focused at um at blocking someone um it's the scariest thing you've ever you've ever seen in your life and she's also one of the best people I've ever known <laughs> in my life but you know I'm glad that we're friends <laughs> let's put it that way um but uh names can get a little out of hand there's uh let's like deep insider I like th- what? Yeah, of course you like it. You're a guy. Of course you like it. Um, uh, some of the some leagues have gotten to the point where they've um, because when you want to bring a sport more mainstream, you need it to be somewhat family friendly. Sure. Um, Derby has, I think, become more family friendly as it's as it's grown and evolved. The names have gotten less risque, less sexual based, um, or at least people have been. Um, I maybe felt like they needed to to get less sex, like you know, less sexualized. In does the someone names. does somebody rebrand and be like, I'm going to rename myself? There have been people who who have done that. There have also been people who their full name is one thing, and they but they what they put on their jersey is something completely different. Sure. Um, la, at, at, there's a skater at Champs last year um, from Victoria. Oh boy, I, I can't remember her name. Um, but they the the announcers. I'll think of it. The, the announcers couldn't say it. Her actual derby name on ESPN because I think there's FCC regulations against that. So um, you know, and that will happen. And that's when when a sport when a sport that's been kind of on the fringe becomes more mainstream, um, it will um, inevitably it's it, it will evolve. Um, there are some leagues around the world who people use their real names. Um, Denver Denver Roller Derby, who was just in town last weekend playing our All Stars, um, and you know our All Stars 
came out ahead, of course, in that game because mm-hmm. they're awesome. Um, but Denver uh, years ago started uh, all their their especially their uh, all stars started using their uh, their own names. Um, there are some skaters now who use their own names. And it's really up to you. I could use my own name if I wanted to. I just choose not to. It seems like it's part of the culture of of Derby, though. No, I don't. I know nothing of the history, but it, I don't know. It just seems like one of the the funner parts. It it is a part of the culture. It's part of what the culture was in roller derby, and and still is part of what it is. For many people, um, I think as it becomes more more mainstream, I, I see it evolving past that. Uh, it, take the uh, roller derby World Cup. So we have a we have a roller derby World Cup with us. There is a Team USA. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the Team USA skaters use their real names. It's a different level of competition. It's kind of like the difference between you know playing in, in little league and then going to the World Series or, okay. or going to the College World Series or going to the to or having your your team be in the you know little league World Series. Um, so at the 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 skaters who are playing for Team USA are like I'm representing my country. Like I am I'm actually a person, an athlete. I have a name. I am you know I'm going to represent my country with my real name. Yeah. And it's kind of cool. It's kind of different, and I like it. I think it's really cool. I think that if a skater chooses to use her own name, her real name, that's great. The alter ego thing is kind of fun, though. I mean, and there are also people who maybe they work in a place where it wouldn't be so cool for their job or their boss to know that they play roller derby because people still look down on roller derby as some kind of a fringe, you know, a bunch of drug addict, crazy tattooed, you know, delinquents running around on roller skates. Like there are people who still think that way, who don't understand what the sport has become over the last 10 years. Well, I know nothing about derby. So maybe give me, how about this? First, let's get an explanation for some people who still... Uh, 15 minutes into this, they're like, what the fuck is roller derby? Go so, see a game. You can yes. find one in any fucking city you live in. I'm telling you, you name a city, I can probably find a roller derby league within 50 miles of you, at least. Yes, I implore everyone, uh, as go you're listening, it. yeah, listen to this as you're going to the game. Like, just fu- go, yes. go to one. But if you don't know what it is, and you haven't seen it in any form online or whatever, what is, what is the game? How is it, if you had to explain someone... Who doesn't know? Oh, it's so much easier to explain with diagrams and well, you guys sometimes also a, with Lego. You guys um, have a lot of fucking rules. Can I just say that? Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, no. I, I looked them up while I'm there. I'm like, oh my god! Like this scroll is forever. It's like the Bible is never ended. And you probably will not get any skater <laughs> who will who will disagree with you that there's way too many fucking rules. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll probably get any won't get any referee who will agree with you that there are too many fucking rules. So, um, though I wouldn't want to be a referee in the sport. I've I've it's it's hard. It's hard to to officiate the sport yeah. um it's ba- the basic rules the basic the, gist of the so game. the basic gist of the game it is a number one is that a it is a full contact sport mm-hmm. played on roller skates essentially what it is is the easiest way i have to explain it is it's a race it's a race to score points and the way you score points is by passing people so there's one person there's one person on each team that can score points mm-hmm. it's so much easier with a diagram, <laughs> diagram. I'm like, i know i know i know i know so it, Played on an oval track, mm-hmm. on a flat track, or yep. a bank track. Um, and some leagues have a bank track, which I, I, hard I, to drag those also, around. Apparently, I also have blind listeners. Shout yes, out to Bianca, I, wherever oh, you are. I'm dropping so, uh, things. <laughs> so I don't know if diagram helped them either. So Probably so, not. Oval, oval I'm dra- track. I, if you could see me now, I'm drawing an oval diagram, an oval track. Okay. So the game is it consists of two 30-minute halves. Within each of those 30-minute halves, there, there, are called, uh, there are sections called jams. Each jam can be up to two minutes long. So within a certain 30-minute period, you can get up to so many two-minute jams. Sometimes they're shorter, sometimes they're longer. Jam almost could be like a, like a play in football. Yeah, like, okay. That's, yeah, that's, if we're going to... Yes. 
in a unit of measurement. Uh, yeah, like, like a play in football, or I, I would call it an inning, except that you're in roller derby, you're playing offense and defense at the exact same time. Same time. Yeah. So d- at the beginning of each jam, you field, generally speaking, four blockers and w- and one jammer for each team. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there might be a blocker in the in the penalty box, so you're not fielding. It could be field down a blocker. Each jammer is the only person allowed to score points. They have a star uh, cover on their helmet. Every time that jammer passes a blocker, hips passing hips, they get a point. After they've gone a whole ways around, right? Though. There's like, an initial yeah. pass first. Like, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I w- see that. That's why diagram. Yeah, yeah. That's why so, like so videos and diagrams really help. They here. try to get past the blockers and mm-hmm. do a full lap, and if they can get a full right. lap around them. They're getting first. Points. They have to get out of the pack, yeah. so they have to get out of the pack legally. The, for the the first person to get out of the pack legally is the lead jammer. The lead jammer has the pretty much all of the control. Both get, jammers can score points, but the lead jammer can actually end that jam before the other jammer can score. So you could essentially. I, I love if, the movement to end they, it because they, they hit the hips, they but hit, it, it looks like it looks like yes, Ow. that's exactly right. Exactly. <laughs> Reminds me of Degeneration X. In Nobody wrestling, can the, see what you're doing how, right now. You're, you're hitting the, yep. the V spot of your like right. your hips, and it's you're like, like fuck you. I don't know. Yeah, call it off. I love and I love the movement in yes. general. <laughs> Sometimes I think. Some of the jammers are actually thinking, fuck you, I'm look at what I'm doing. Call I'm it done, off. I'm, call done, it, I'm done, done, I'm done. Yes. Yeah, okay. So, um, so lead jammer, pass around, you score points. And the blockers are, are the blockers are doing two things at the same time. Essentially they are they're trying to help their jammer get past the opposing blockers and score their, those points. Mm-hmm. So if I'm a blocker and I'm playing offense, I can I'm trying to move an an opposing blocker out of my jammer's way. Or impede them in some way to let my jammer pass them so my jammer can get their point. Yeah. At the same time, if that other jammer is coming through to score points, I'm trying to stop her from passing my hips. You're an offensive so, and defensive lineman at the exact same at time. At the exact same time. Yeah. I mean, you hope that both jammers aren't coming through at the same time, but sometimes mm-hmm. they are. If it's just one at a time and there's a lot of distance between them, you have a little more time to kind of set up you know, in different blocking walls to be able to stop the other jammer from coming through. Yeah, there were a lot of formations. I thought a that was cool. Form- like, look at the, str- I was yes. like, the strategy. There was a star. There was like a three-way... Arm hold. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of formations, yeah. and there's a lot of things. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do, and there's a lot of things you can't do. Like, you can't punch people, you can't kick people. It happens accidentally. <laughs> Sometimes not accidentally, but it, it mostly happens accidentally. I also didn't know you couldn't throw elbows, and that was probably my only disappointment. You cannot. You well, it's the same thing. You can't like you can't impede people with certain parts of your body. Now I can impede them with like the back of my arm, mm-hmm. but I can't impede them with my forearm or my hand. Okay, it's more of it gives you more an advan- of an advantage or, or a, a an unfair advantage. If if you're trying to get through the pack and I grab you, I mean, what's well, the, sure, what's yeah. the fun in that? Really, I mean. It could potentially yeah, be like fun I, in that, but it's you not. You can like throw an elbow, like let, let them catch one in the mouth. Just, I don't know. A little blood in any As sport someone who is has, always helpful listen, from an entertainment standpoint. Right, uh, uh, so inevitably, there's probably going to be a little blood mm. in any derby game because inevi- it's, it's almost impossible to get through an entire game without somebody getting a helmet to the face. I've had a bloody mouth before. I've seen bloody noses. I've seen people, you know, get cut. You know, from people's you know helmet visors, it happens. Like yeah. so, things happen. Um, I've also seen pretty horrible injuries in Derby. So, um, we definitely, um, as much as you know, uh, as much fun as we have, it also can you know can definitely hurt a lot more. <laughs> How would you get into Derby? Lifelong athlete, oh, right? Lifelong, lifelong athlete. So, not my first contact sport. Sure. Um, I as a kid, I was a soccer player, softball player, um, little league. Um, 
not basketball. Like we went through that already. Um, played uh, recreational ice hockey. Not very good at that, but I loved it and loved it enough to be okay. Keep playing and not being very good at it. But basketball, I just couldn't. You know, rugby. No, not rugby. Uh, in two thousand and one. Uh, I think it was 2001. I uh, joined a. I was living in Vermont, and a friend of mine, uh, my roommate at the time, decided we decided to drive to Massachusetts and try out for women's professional tackle football. Nice. Yes. So we made the team, and it was uh, the New England Storm. I don't think they're around anymore, and they were out of Boston, Massachusetts. So uh, twice a week, three almost three times a week, we drove from Southern Vermont to Boston, Massachusetts for practice. And my very first season, uh, it was a couple of games in. Um, of like a, I was at a practice and I tore my ACL and my meniscus like at the exact same time. I went down screaming like fucking Nancy Kerrigan. <laughs> and uh, no, I'm, I'm not even kidding. A friend of mine still <laughs> jokes about how I went down screaming like Nancy Kerrigan. Um, it was like a sniper took me out. Like at practice, I just went, <laughs> dropped to the ground. And um, that ended my football career. But later on, I had a friend who um, was playing roller derby on Long Island. So I moved that. And how old was the football injury? How old are you then? I because we should. We, oh, do we have to talk about how old I, mean, I am I, now? I don't, don't want to do that. I don't mean to out you. Um. <laughs> I am the oldest person on Gotham Girls Roller Derby. I'm not the, the oldest league? person in in roller derby. I'm not the oldest person in roller derby in like in the, the Gotham world, Girls League, but in the Gotham Girls League, and probably I'm probably I, I for yeah I'm yeah. old. <laughs> I will be forty nine. And you're kicking some ass at 49. Trying, yeah. yeah Amazing. Yeah. yeah, I got into the sport when I was 41. Because um, of I, the, the football injury. The football injury happened when I was, it was 2001, I was long, so I was <laughs> 30-something. Carrier number something. somewhere. I, I, I honestly, like, I can't, I have, a, I have a finance degree and I can't do math in my head. Um, so, yeah, it's 2001. 32? Okay, that sure. sounds yeah, that sounds that. right. That's, yeah. 2001 was how many years ago? That was <laughs> Seven, six, 16, 16 years ago. Like so that. 16 early 30s. 49. Yeah, for, for 32 33. Um, but I I st- I played sports after that. I st- I still played uh, before I started playing roller derby. I was playing on two soccer teams and a softball team and I was also kickboxing. So I I've never really stopped doing things. The yeah. the, the ACL injury took me out of like I didn't play as competitively at the, like I, it was all like rec league stuff that I did after that. But I had a friend of mine who was playing roller derby. She was in a roller derby league, and she kept trying to get me to come see about. And I was like, no. Because I like I'm old, so I remember roller derby from the 70s. I was like, fuck that. Like that's like that's like professional wrestling, which fuck that too. Like <laughs> and if my friend Val Capone listens to this, she's gonna be mad at me because she loves professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Val, I love you. Um but I'm like it's fake. It's I don't like I don't see the point. Like it's not. I didn't even. I didn't. It's I, funny you say it's fake because there was a guy sitting next to me at the bout the other week, yep. and he's just being like, "This thing is rigged. Whole thing is rigged." Right? Look, they got th- four girls in the box. This is a rigged game. <laughs> I was like, "What?" Yeah. All, How all, many beers had he had? I don't even know. I'm, I'm just thinking of like, yeah, all the money there is in rigging the Gotham right. Girls roller derby match in the John Jay College. Uh, gymnasium. Yeah, yeah. There is no one. There. I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any big betting or point shaving going on um, in roller derby as a sport. I mean, I think we've all taken side bets here and there, but mm-hmm. you know, no one's. Um, no, it's. Uh, I. That's how I saw it. I saw it as the same because it was back, like back in the like back in the seventies. 
you know, it was it it was rigged and it was fake and it was I it mean was flashy. Not, not it was flashy not and not that those the women who played it were any less of athletes because they were just like professional wrestlers like it's not like they're not they're not athletes they obviously like they train and they work hard and and yes it's fixed and we all know it is and that's fine it's entertainment and that's what it was it was entertainment and I think the the what's happened to roller derby is it's become it's gone from being entertainment to being athletic and being a sport. And that's where we're trying to get more mainstream. But I still saw it as that back, you know, in, when I, before I started. And it took about a year and, I, and before I was finally, like, talked into going to, to a bout. And I'm like, fine. Because it was close to me. I had nothing else to do. I'm like, fine. And I got a free ticket. <laughs> so I'm like, right. I'll go. I don't care. And I went with exactly that attitude of, like, this is going to suck. I'm going to hate this. And I walked in and... I was like, oh, oh, like they're actually playing like that. This is like looks for real. And yeah, there was still some, a little pomp and circumstance. There was still like the fishnets and the, and the names and the, and the bout makeup and all that. And there's still people who do that around, around different leagues. But when the, when the whistle blew and the game started, like it was like balls to the wall, all like no, and not, but there were no balls, but I mean, balls <laughs> to the wall, all out, like athleticism. And I... I was impressed and I was like, okay, that, that's, you know, this is, I can see why you like this. Like, this uh -huh. is great. And then, you know, some of the girls were hot, so that didn't hurt. You know, <laughs> um, there was, I think at, at this particular bout, there was, you know, there was like, there were kids and there were bikers and there were lesbians and there were families and there were just like, I mean, at, at pretty much at every walk of life spectator. And that's, yeah, that's something I noticed there. It's super inclusive. Like every, oh, yeah. all the types were there. I was like, that's great. Yep. Like no one seemed to give a shit. No one gives a shit. Yeah. No. I mean, I think it depends where you live too. Like certain areas will have certain demographics. Like out Long Island, we actually had a huge biker demographic to the point where we actually had to, we had a couple of rival biker gangs who we would have to make sure they were sitting on different sides of the, <laughs> of the rink because they both loved our team, but they would get in fights in the parking lot. So we had to keep them separated. <laughs> um, so depending on where you live, you'll have a different demographic. I mean, some, some places like... But the idea that like all like sexualities and genders were oh, like yeah. there and celebrated and no one gave a fuck. No and one cares. You had like very clearly transgender cheer cheerleaders, right? Yep. That's what they're called, cheerleaders. Yep. Uh, I was like, this is this is amazing. It's beautiful. Like everyone can fit in here. Like no one's really excluded. It no seems one like. is excluded, and that's the thing about roller derby. The thing that that got me to my first bout was my friend just bugging mm. me till I went. The thing that got me to try out for roller derby was when I went to my second bout, and I like really like okay, this you know I I want I needed to go twice to make sure the first time wasn't a fluke, yeah. and the second time was also just as good. Then she's like, "Oh, you have to come to the after party." I was like, "After party? I'm there. Yeah, I love me. I don't drink, but I love parties." So I went to the after party, and there was something about the 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 way people were enjoying each other and like these two teams who had just kicked each other's ass on the track. And now everyone is drinking together, hugging, hanging out, um, some making out. I mean, it was, you know, I mean, a little bit of everything, but it's like, Hey, you just knocked each other out. Now go kiss and make up pretty much. I mean, there was a lot, there was a little of that. And there's always a little of that in roller derby, but, um, or in, or in the after party, in, I was going to say women's sports, uh, that's the trope. Maybe. I mean, it so is it is the trope, and and I mean, there are definitely you know, do people make out at after parties? Yeah, some people make yeah. out at after parties. It happens. Um, I know men's sports could use a little more making I out after that, the games. You too. know what? I think that 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 you're right. I yeah. think that it would. I think 
<laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to picture. I don't think I even want to picture that. Actually, Tom know. Brady making out with Domica Sue, just being like, "I'm sorry, man. I stomped on your chest." I mean, and then give, he gives anyone, him a little ball tickle. Just be like, "I'm sorry, to, Tommy." Does anyone want to see that? I don't know. There might be. There's probably a demographic of people who want to see that. If you can um, think of it, there's porn of it. There's that's some, true. You know, some. All right, that's no, or fan fiction or that's fan. Some, yeah, oh, fan fiction, yes, yeah. definitely fan fiction. Um, Jesus. <laughs> but the, it was the camaraderie and the sense of family and belonging in mm-hmm. that at that after party that I saw between the skaters and the people, the volunteers, and the, and even the you know the officials and friends and family. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, I think I want to be a part of that. And the tryouts were about a month later. And I went to the tryout and I sat in the parking lot before the tryout, nervous because I it's been a while since I've tried out for anything. Like, that's kind of usually with like rec league sports, you just kind of show up and they you buy a uniform and you pay dues and you. You're in. You're in. So I went to this tryout, and uh, that's this. The tryout is actually where I wanted to be getting my number. So my derby number is zero zero one. And when I got to the tryout, I, I was, of course, I told you I'm annoyingly fucking early to everything. All of my my roommates, Thus my friends, zero zero one. First, literally, nine. I walked in there like you're first zero zero one. And one of my then became who became a league mate, Chess Blockwell, gave me. Uh, she started calling me double O Uno. And I and I kind of realized at that point that if I made it onto this team, that was going to be my number. It was going to be zero zero one. So that's that's stuck with me. But yes, annoyingly early to everything, everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so this is. I don't know what Miss told you uh, when when she emailed you, but like you know. It's man whore podcast. Was there? Are you? I mean, I wasn't you, thinking. I was. All, <laughs> are you at all confused why you're here? Um, or? I mean, a, I a, a little. Okay. My girlfriend was like, "Why?" She goes, "Why you?" I went, "I, well, I don't." It's I, you because Miss, I don't know. <laughs> well, it's no. you because Miss picked you. Yes, uh, yes, yes, but I like, know. why? Why are we here talking about derby? And it's like when I think, and this is before I'd even seen about, but for like the last, I think like a couple years since it yep. was like in my mind, there's a, there's a ESPNW reporter and I'm forgetting her name. God damn it. Who, um, I think her name's Jane McManus or something. Yes. 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 She tweets about all the time. I follow her on Twitter. Yep. And I was just like, when I think gender fucking, mm-hmm. I think roller derby. I okay. think a bunch, like typically like the whole fishnets, like the, mm-hmm. Sexual innuendos, some some very sexy women out there, there knocking are. the shit out of each other, uh, in in a sporty manner. I'm like this. What guys like thinking like oh, like it's not quote unquote ladylike uh, of of the sports. Like it's not. It doesn't have this uh, ballet quality you describe like women's basketball of having. And uh, I think it's awesome. And I think yeah. it's badass. And then when I went to a bow and I saw how like crazy inclusive it is, I was like. It was cool, and then in the halftime they had the like, what, are those high school kids? I guess, or they they had the young, the junior roller derby, the junior they're, roller derby. What's they, that age range uh, that they do? I think we, the youngest we do right now is five or six through oh, seventeen or eight. Well, they age out at eighteen. Okay, I mean there were there were some youngins on there, and and that was those are the older girls. <laughs> okay, okay, so we they, had the last bout before that. We had the the littles. We call them the littles because I mean <laughs> I gotta tell you. Like I feel like it's it's maybe wrong to talk about junior roller derby skaters on the Man Whore podcast, but uh, these kids are so cute. I mean they 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 do when they do interviews when they do interviews, um, uh, whether it's you know TV they've done some TV interviews and they've done some uh, print interviews. Some of the things these junior skaters talk about about how roller derby has empowered them, has given them a voice. Like take that with children. 
and then imagine, you know, 30, 35 year old women, 40 something year old women coming into a sport and women in general grow up feeling like they don't have a voice, whether it's having a voice in, in their, in their, in who they are, having a voice in their sexuality, having a voice in, in different parts of their lives and their, in their, in their home lives, in their families in their marriages, whatever it might be. And there is something incredibly empowering about roller derby that ha- women find themselves in a lot of ways in roller derby. And, you know, some women figure out, you know, we have, we have women coming in, in transitional periods. We have, you know, women, younger women just out of college or just out of high school. We have, you know, all, you know, all walks of life, people coming in and something about like the inclusiveness of it and the, and the acceptance of it, it makes you feel empowered to have your own voice. Um, and when you hear little kids say that, it's like, oh my God, like you're, you're kind of feel like you're changing the world in a lot of ways. It's a wonderful thing. It is. It's, it's so cool. But no uh, more talking about kids on the men horror podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we can, you can slip some feminism in there here and there. <laughs> we do that by accident from time to time, you know? Yeah. Um, you should talk to my girlfriend. She's a bigger feminist than I am. I'm like, we were always arguing. She is. <laughs> no, she's ridiculous. She's like, March, like I'm tired. <laughs> she's no, she's a serious, she, she loves roller derby, but she, uh, She's a she's she's more she's more uh, into like social and repro justice feminism. Like she is a serious feminist. Like ridiculous. You said man whore to her. She was like, "That's appropriating the word whore from <laughs> uh, from sex workers in this country. It's not okay." She may uh, have been thinking that. She no, not she, not knowing my experience there, <laughs> in male sex work. Uh, <laughs> the reason she asked why you is, I think she was like, she was like, like you're not, you know. I said. I don't know, maybe because I'm like, I kind of wanted to do it because I'm not, I'm probably not physically the typical roller derby like skater. What, that, that what on straight, earth does that, that, that mean? That straight men sexualize. Oh, you mean the one for... Derby, again, it seems like one of those things where like, it's not for the male gaze. If anything, it's a little for the female gaze, if I noticed anything while I was there. But it's like, it's not the type of thing... It sounds like old derby, what you remember from the 70s, and correct me if I'm wrong, was it more like a spectacle for the dudes to go watch, do you think? In the 70s, probably. In the 70s, I think, it, yeah, kind of like wrestling is. But, yeah. you know. It, it was something like, let's go watch the hot chicks hit each other. Yeah. Because I didn't get that. I mean, Grant, plenty of hot women yeah, like on absolutely. the team. But, like, I didn't get that vibe when I was at the bow. Like, it didn't seem like. Oh, no. it's it, it's exactly. not, I mean, there are probably. The, the sad thing is that there are probably there are not probably there are still people who think that way who 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 will go to about thinking that they're gonna see just a bunch of hot chicks and fishnets hitting each other, and maybe when they get there they're pleasantly surprised and they go oh this is cool. Maybe when they get there they're disappointed because they that they they wanted <laughs> to see that, and that's not what they got. And I'm I'm glad I'm glad they were disappointed. Yeah. And, and I don't like got people like that. I don't want them to come back. I want people to come back because they really enjoy the sport. Because yeah, it, it you know it's a it's a badass sport too. But they want to come because they want to see the athleticism. They want to see people like being passionate about the sport that they play, and I want them to, to think about it and be excited about it in the same level they they would be to go to a Giants game or a Jets game or a Rangers game or you know maybe not an Islanders game anymore. But <laughs> listen, I'm an old Islanders fan. Like I love the Islanders. Like I I grew up on Long Island. I like I fucking love them. But you know they're they're they're, they're they don't ever win anything ever any, anymore. So <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I showed up not knowing what to expect, but sure. a, a part of me was there to be like. Yeah, but it's gonna be some hot chicks like hitting each other. Like, and 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 I showed up and I was pleasantly surprised. That's good. See, you can come back. That. We want people like you to come back. 
Well, yeah, it, it was fine. It's like a little titillation. It's like fine. I was also there. To see, I didn't know what level of athleticism was involved. Like right. I didn't know there was strategy. Like I thought there were. I thought it was just uh, Ellen Page just like dipping and diving and getting yeah. around the track. Um, and, and, and then I came and I saw him. I was like, this some is jams, incredible. Some jams it is. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, I was like blown away. Yeah. Also, like, I think I fell in love 17 different times. With oh, the, yeah. My wife. I was just like, oh, my God, that should be my future wife. Oh, no, no. There's the wife. It's like walking on the streets of New York City. Just like, oh, my God. So, and she's, she's uh, so fucking talented. It's, oh, yeah. I'll clean the house. That's fine. <laughs> I don't mind. Um, <laughs> as, a, as a skater, we get... Uh, I mean, I get derby crushes still all the time on my teammates, on my league mates, <laughs> on other skater. Like, I mean, it also feels like the only sport, by the way. Like, if you catcall, you will get socked in the mouth. You like, could. It's oh, like, yeah, I it's wouldn't. The, I the wouldn't. least safe place to yell out "Hey, toots" has got to be a roller derby match. If you if you, <laughs> if you value your safety, <laughs> and the the yes, don't do it. Uh, definitely don't do it to anyone. Don't do it to any of my roommates or teammates or no, <laughs> definitely no. not my roommate. Teammates. I'm looking at her. She she could punch me in the fucking mouth harder than I could do to anyone else. And I would. <laughs> was was roller was derby mean to you? I mean, like on top of the fact that like, in your in your, I'm not gonna say ripe old age. Um, or did I just do the Donald Trump thing? It's like I'm not gonna say not this gonna terrible say it. horrendous thing. I'm not gonna say that thing. But I'm gonna say but it. I just said it. So. <laughs> what has derby done for me it's definitely um i mean it's kept me in shape i mean there's that i mean i hands down like going to the, i still go to the gym and i still do other things too but you know when you're skating 12 hours a week sometimes eight nine to 12 hours a week of hardcore skating like i leave my fitbit on and i love like watching the, the numbers just yeah. go up and how much I, the activity level and the calories burn and everything and um it's kept me in shape the, the sense of com- this really the sense of community and family has been the biggest the biggest thing for me the people that i've met i have some of the best friends in my life and, and not that i didn't have good friends before derby i still have i have old friends people i've had in my life for years but there's something about that it's like the culture and the community that like only other derby skaters understand and it can be very difficult to bring someone from the outside in like my girlfriend won't even go to after parties anymore or derby events because she's like I just don't have any fun. I'm like, I totally understand. Like I wouldn't, if I were you, I wouldn't have any fun either Mm. because we don't want to talk about anything but roller derby. (laughs) We don't want to really do anything but hang out with our teammates at these events. Any crazy stories from like these, uh, these after parties, anything wild? Um, well, I mean, you should look up, you should Google roller con. If you ever want to do, uh, there really there is a is, fucking convention for there anything in Jeez. Las Vegas, fucking Nevada, <laughs> is where. And um, yeah, no, I mean, listen, work hard, play hard, right? So, but um, but for like after parties or different events, like Roller Conference, since Roller Con is a yearly event they hold in Las Vegas, Nevada, it is a week long roller derby party in a sense that they have amazing bouts throughout the weekend they have training sessions they have it like thousands of people go um they have they they used to have it at the riviera but then they tore the riviera down and last year i think it was i can't remember the hotel it was in but they have basically the entire hotel the entire convention center they lay down several tracks and there's always something going on and then after the day is done there's the pool and the parties and the naked and the body and paint, the naked and Whoa. the naked and the body paint. Let's talk and about the, the naked. Yeah, there's Wait, lots what? of naked. What's there's the lot, naked? There's a lot of naked. There's a lot of. We are not ashamed of our bodies. Um, I, I, if I can tell you one thing that I think roller derby's done for me, and, and I would probably guess for a lot of other women, 
it is to reestablish a, a feeling of ownership and uh, of our own bodies and um, not be ashamed of them. If you look at, I mean, you looked at the skaters when the bout you went to. There was a you, wide the, range. You have a wide range. It, it, you can't be too thin, too heavy, too tall, too short, too. You, you can't, can't be a little be. too thin. When I was watching the junior, I gotta say, when I was watching the junior they're derby, they're juniors. Goes, they was, have no. They have. They have. There were a couple who looked like metab- I just wanted to feed them. And I was like, oh, poor girl. Like I feel like someone's gonna snap her in half. <laughs> they have the metabolism. <laughs> Children <laughs> have the metabolism of honey- hummingbirds. We should all be so lucky. No. But but yeah, there's there yeah, there's big, small, tall, transgender, like. Uh, there's all all tor- sorts of types. All 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 body all body shapes. It, the 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 sense of that ownership of of this is my body. Like I, I I can use it in these amazing ways. I can move it across a track at speeds that I never thought I was capable of. I can hit somebody harder than I ever thought I was capable of. You know, I I can do things with my body I never thought I was capable of, and it um the sense of empowerment of your own body and and I think that you know as women. And there's a lot about being women um, that can be construed as negative in society. As women, we're, we're taught that we're never good enough. We're never thin enough. We're never in shape enough. We're, we never our, our, our skin is never clear enough. Our hair is never shining enough. Like everything about us is, is nitpicked in magazines and on television and everywhere. And like, fuck that. Like, fuck that, really. Like, does it matter that I have some stretch marks? Does it matter that I have a little bit of, ba- of belly fat does it matter that like no it doesn't fucking matter like look what i can do like fuck you is you that- know i have teammates and 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 league mates and and you know derby friends from all over the world who are you know who, who most people would look at and think oh they're out of shape or they're this who could kick your fucking ass like you know what go ahead and put some roller skates on and go tell that girl over there that she's out of shape or that she's fat or that she's this or that she's that go ahead i dare you like, see what happens. And it's got to, I, I got to imagine, like, even with, like, the traditionally, like, uh, like hot model type who's there are doing some derby. Hot be model, like, beautiful women. Oh, yeah. Too. It's like, yeah, she probably can't, doesn't know how to stick up for herself. And then you see her on skates, you be like, it. oh, she yeah. knows what she's doing. Oh, I mean, yeah. have, have you struggled with, you know, things of that nature before with, uh, with body image? Oh, abs- and, oh absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I you're know, also just, talking, by the way, uh, with the guy, if you Google the word manorexic, I'm the second result. No big deal. <laughs> Oh um, yeah, no, I have to so. Google manorexic. <laughs> I feel like I have to Google it right now. What does it say? What's no, the second result? No, it's just, it's, it's uh, more like I, I just felt like if I was five pounds thinner, I'd be number one. But you know, oh, we okay, can no, no, I understand. <laughs> no, I mean, there's. I think as like as a woman, there's always that tape in my head saying, "You should lose a little bit. You should lose a little bit of weight. You should eat a little bit better. You should exercise more." And then, you know what? I, I, I don't. I don't. Shouldn't anything. Um, and yeah, of course I struggle with it. I think uh, any woman who says she doesn't struggle with it to some degree, um, is probably not telling the truth because it's ingrained in you from the minute you're born almost of what you're supposed to be as a woman. You know, you're, you're, you're too, you're not feminine enough. You're not masculine. You're too masculine. You're too this, you're too that. Like, you know, and the thing about Derby that I love is that Derby doesn't care about any of that, any of it at all. Like there's not a single person. I don't. I never feel judged at all. Like, did I'm, you feel judged when you played the other sports? A little bit. Well? A little bit. Like there's always there's always some you know maybe that the competitiveness that can happen also between women playing sports is that you think like oh I have to do something a little bit better than that one a little bit better than this one. Um, if you're a little overweight, maybe you're not the the person they roster for the soccer game. Um, 
maybe it helped a little bit as a softball player to be a little overweight, power the ball a little bit more. But I mean, it, it, it's, I, I definitely, I, I felt it in other competitive sports, especially like in high school and college. I definitely felt that, you know. Well, you were also in like high school. I mean, especially with high school, you were in high school like when female sports i got we're, oh, i can't yeah, imagine no. they were even taken seriously i mean it, it depended you had it unless you were really really good unless it was like you were one of those teams that had like you know either that the boy sports were really terrible and you were the only good team but no i mean yeah you had the worst uniforms you had the worst practice times you had the worst like it was i went to high school in the 80s like you had the worst everything um i played soccer you know and there was there just wasn't even like you couldn't get there are very few women's teams who had like in college that people could go to. Like I think the the top women's team at the time and has been for years was at UNC and like, you know, the, there weren't a lot of competitive level women's soccer teams in, in the eighties until probably like the late eighties, early nineties um, after the women's world, when the world, women's cup. world cup. Yeah. Which I don't, did you see the uh, thing about them getting paid? I did. Oh, that was, that was awesome. Yeah, I mean, there was an article that came out recently about the uh, women's hockey team in the I think the University of North Dakota. They're getting rid of it. Um, and, We're keeping the men's one. Yeah, keeping the men's one. Um, and for like every time you take away, you 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 reduce a women's sport to something like oh, it's just it's expendable, like a budget item. Right, exactly. Like you know, you're 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 telling girls like there's nothing for you here. There's nothing for you here. Like, oh, you're you played you you're an amazing women's hockey player, you know, from high school, and you but you want to go to college in your own state, but you want to play hockey there. Well, you can't. So now you have to leave. To if you want to go do it, you know, pursue your dream. I mean, there's not there's there are not a lot of opportunities for women anyway. And little by little, like when colleges do that to take it, like how much is it really costing you? Seriously, how much is it really cost? Does your men's hockey team really bring in that much money? You know, I mean, it's if it's not uh, most colleges, it's not about football. It doesn't matter anyway. And that's and that's the reason why I wanted to have you on. I obviously don't <laughs> know what it's like to be a woman in sports. I mean, I played right. sports all the way through graduating high school, and to to hear someone disc- you know feel like their sports are getting cut, I think that's important for a lot of men to hear. And I think it's I think a lot of women can relate yeah. to that. And well, think of it this way: when a when a a boy excels at sports is like really excels at sports and he plays, he's the best player in his high school and he goes on and he gets his college scholarship. Like everyone's thinking, Oh, he could go pro someday because there's a professional sport for men in just about any sport you can think of and, or an Olympic sport for men in just about every sport you can think of. Somehow you some can't guy, say that yeah. about women's sports. Like yeah. just in the last, however many years are women's professional sports finally becoming a thing. Um, but you can't say like there, there aren't like, there's no women's like, I'm not, I can say this. No, I'm not going to make this up. I don't think there's any women's professional softball teams. I think there was, or there was going to be, there's probably, but I mean, at the, at the level that, you know, of pro baseball, like no one, no one has women's when women play sports in, in, in rec leagues or high school, it's, it's a, it's a hobby. That's it's looked at by most people as a hobby. Oh, you're going to do that for a while and then you're going to go on and you're going to do other things. And, you know, people don't think, oh, you're going to excel at this. You're going to be great at this. Like something about roller derby that's amazing is because especially with the World Cup um, and the, 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 so there's so many, like you, I can move anywhere and play roller derby. I can literally move anywhere, just about anywhere in the world. I could, I could move, I could move to Lebanon 
and play roller derby. I could move to Israel and play roller derby. I could move to China and play. There's roller derby in, in just about every country in the world with very few exceptions. Um, Basically not the countries where women aren't allowed to drive. And, and yeah, there's probably some countries that, we, that you know, they're not going to let them out of the house to play roller derby. So yeah, they're, they're not playing, but you can't say that about a lot of other sports. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, softball, I play, I was a pretty good softball player. What was I going to do after high school and college? Yeah. What was I, where was I going to go play ball? Like at my level, like I wasn't, a, I wasn't an Olympic level athlete. I think did they, did they take, they put softball back in the Olympics that they took uh. it away. But you see, you see a guy, and they'll be like, "You could go pro." You see a woman kick ass at a sport, be like, "Well, you could coach high school." Right? Is that you? Can, you can go coach. Yeah. Oh, you're a great softball player in high school or college. Oh, go go coach. You're 22. Somewhere. You're done. You're, Pretty much. You retire. Yeah. Pretty much. And like, like not for nothing. Like I started roller derby at 41. Which is so awesome. At 41. Which is so awesome. And at at 40. So I'm gonna be 49 this year. So I was 46. At 46. I tried out and was accepted onto Gotham Girls Roller Derby, which is the number one league in the world. I love that I stumbled, by the way, into the number one league in the world. Uh, so it's because just, we because we did the new rankings just came out and we're now in the number two league in the world. But, but up until like a week ago, we've been the number one league in the world for years. Hey, whiskey and, yeah. in my heart, yeah, y'all are number one. Listen, we we know we're number one. We're not worried about it. Yeah, we're <laughs> but good. it's just that that Jay McManus was uh, was tweeting about, it, and that's just I was like, oh, well, that's here. I can contact that. I didn't I didn't realize there was a uh, so. I mean, that's. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's in the New York area alone. There's a lot. There's like a lot of, there's Gotham is the largest, one of the largest leagues in the area. And then there's like a, there's a bunch yeah, of leagues yeah. in New Jersey. Every time it te- I feel like every fucking exit in New Jersey has a new roller derby league that's cropping up. There's so many leagues in New Jersey. No, I'm not even, I'm not even kidding you. Like there's so many leagues over there. And then there's a league, league on Long Island. Um, and the the ones that are members of the Women's Flat Track Derby Association, which is the international governing body of roller derby, um, they have a ranking system. So based on win-loss records and certain point differentials and every like every team has a kind of a weighted a weight to them. So like if someone beats us, it by a certain amount of it's like when points. someone beats Duke, it's like that we're going to give them some consideration. Right. Yeah. There's like there's there's like a point structure involved. So the reason that Gotham is Gotham was number one even over the last two years. In the last two years in a row, we actually lost the championship game at the international championships, but we still remain number one because of the point differentials. It didn't weight yeah. the team that beat us enough to push them above us in the ranking structure. It's due to a lot of different math. There's a lot of math involved. It's fucking math. I, I can't stand it. Honestly, like, we're playing sports. Keep we're playing math sports. Out I hate this. math. I mean, <laughs> That's why I'm here. I mean, and, and to be honest, like I, I think that, that there are probably, you know, a lot of the math and some, and sometimes like the, the confusion of what the rules are or aren't, it can be a detriment to people's understanding of a sport. Like, okay, you know, with say baseball and, I've been a baseball fan my whole life. I love, I'm a Yankee fan. Sorry if anyone hates the Yankees, but I, I've always been a Yankee fan. Win or lose, um, you know if it's it's a one loss record. Like if you're at the top of the AL East, it's because you have beaten all the other people mm. and you have the better record, the best record in the AL East. And it, it's yes, there's you know certain things are averaged out, and there are some you know if, if there if there are ties that you know they'll look at point differentials and things like that, but. Essentially, if it, if you won more games than the other guy, you're going to be the number one team, and it's not necessarily that way in derby. So it well, it's get also a like it's also not like one overarching like you know league. It's all these 
small leagues and then get, right. it seems like they're all tied together by the, the big organization. But. Right. And people move. So for yeah. instance, like this last year, we, we lost a couple of really high level skaters who moved out West to, um, and they joined another league out West, uh, one of our rival leagues, the one that beat us last year. So you want to give uh, a shout out to anyone? Rose city, Bonnie thunders, <laughs> um, OMG who are wonderful people. Love them dearly, dearly. They're, they're, they're huge people in my heart. Wait, those they were, moved. Those, they moved. Those were people. Those sounded like team no, names. OMG. What the fuck? Oh, okay. OMG, WTF, and Bonnie Thunders. Um, Bonnie Thunders Thunders is arguably um, the best uh, roller derby skater in the world. Um, And if you want to talk about ballet, and you said like you you didn't, you know, you don't see a lot of like that those sweet like ballet moves in roller derby. Watch Bonnie Thunders skate. Um, Mm -hmm. If you want to see some beauty and finesse, um, pull up some video of Bonnie Thunders skating because it's it's honestly like she is she is one of the most competitive and athletic people I've ever known in my life, but. Watching her skate is a thing of beauty. And Some people are going to be like in a fucking roller derby YouTube hole after this. Oh, I, you should. Like, seriously. Like, <laughs> an hour later, be like, wait, up. I'm still here. Yeah, seriously. It's like me with acapella videos. Just an hour later, be like, I'm still watching the sing-off. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, but uh, they moved uh, They moved out west, and... Um, and we got some skaters. People move a lot, so there's a, there's you know people transfer to different leagues, and 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 so at, at any given day, in any given season, any given year, anybody it's anybody's game. Like yes, we there is definitely a hierarchy. There are top layer, higher level leagues around the world and in, in within the WIFTA, the WFTA DA structure, um, and the. You know, people have moved around in the rankings here and there. There are teams that were that were lower in the rankings a few years ago that have risen up, you know, very quickly over the last couple of years and have become very competitive. You, you could lose if you lost if you lose half your roster, you could lose every game the next season. So maybe you're ranked number two today, but half your roster retires, and maybe you don't, maybe you can't get back to where you were. So now you're number twenty. Um, we had our first uh, our our. Our league consists of several travel teams and then our home teams. Now you went to a home team battle. Yeah, yeah. So our home team, Brooklyn are, versus Queens. Brooklyn versus no, you went. Hey. You didn't go to Brooklyn. You went Brooklyn versus Bronx. Oh, sorry, right. Brooklyn yeah, versus sorry. Bronx. You right, missed right. Queens versus Manhattan. That's my that. team. Is Queens? Queens of Pain. Um, yes, dominatrix themed. Yes, maybe not so family friendly, but still. But very man whore podcast. But friendly. very man whore podcast friendly. <laughs> Whips and chains. Whips and chains. Um, we um, but. Our home teams consist of, you know, different skaters within the league, and then multiple skaters on each of those home teams make up our travel team. So we have, sure. we have uh, our all star level travel team, which competes at an international level, and like I said, they've been number one in the world for years and are now currently ranked number two in the world. And we have our B team, the Wall Street Traders, Trade Tours with a T, and they are they came in second last year at the B team champs. Uh, and then we have the Grand Central Terminators, which I am the captain of this season, and we are a sea level travel team. We compete, we compete against probably uh, a lot of D, uh, Division Two level All Star teams um, and some like D- Division One level B teams. So as like as a, a competitiveness goes, we're we're you know we're right. pretty competitive. People who try out for the league, if they're not drafted, so we have a draft. So oh, right, there's the draft. Right, so right. If you're, if you, that was the first thing I wrote down. Yes. So when you try out for the league. Everyone in the league is is ranked by uh, there's like a sure. ten or twelve point scale of different things whether it's skill level attitude you know mental game different different rankings that the coaching staff best gives trash them. talker <laughs> that's at the end of the season awards party that really is that really is I love that. that really we'll I have to that. invite you to our end of the season party this year <laughs> please um, yeah the five borough furies is what it's called and they have they have they have the good awards like the MVPs and stuff like that and then we have the fun awards. 
like most likely to end up in a porn video or most likely to flash their boobs at an after party like those the fun awards um so why does rachel keep flashing she's uh she's trying she, to win that award trying to get it this year trying to get it this year she lost out yeah, last year absolutely she was robbed in my opinion <laughs> robbed. robbed robbed it's rigged this whole it's thing rigged. is rigged time to say thank you so much to a few special fan whores who support me and the work that i'm doing on patreon uh big ups to lawrence b what's going on sir uh, longtime supporter of the show, longtime fan whore. I think your two-year anniversary is coming up soon, dude. Thank you so much. Uh, shout out to my aunt Holly. Yeah, my, yeah, my aunt Holly. Okay, I I think she pledged out of support a long time ago. I don't even know if she knows she's still pledged, but I'm glad that she is. I think it's safe to say she is the only patron who does not actually listen to the show. Uh, I want to say thank you to some of my newer supporters on Patreon. Shout out to Professor Laura. To Professor Laura Johnson. Hey, I'm, a, I'm excited to guest lecture to your students in a couple hours. Uh, shout out to my pace slut, Elizabeth. You're a very good girl. Better keep fucking behaving yourself. Shout out to Tara, who's in Jakarta, a place I didn't even know was a city in Indonesia until she pledged. So thank you for that education. And you, too, can support the Man Whore Podcast for as little as a dollar per month and join the club in the champagne room. Just head on over to patreon.com slash Podcast. That's patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Podcast. All right, now back to Whiskey Lullaby. To be fair, <laughs> as the person who doesn't drink at all and is the oldest person in the league, I am probably the most likely to flash my boobs in an after party. <laughs> Not kidding. Whiskey! Yes. It's very much also about team culture. A lot of teams will draft picks, people who may not be as skilled as another skater might be, but might be someone who they know is going to mesh with their team culture yeah. a lot more, whether it's personality-wise, whether it's, you know... Bakes the best brownies. Listen, that is something That's you should f- not discount. It's very important. Food, listen, my team, Queens of Pain, very important has a reputation for eating our way through pretty much everything because we just love... At, at, after practice, we some teams look for the closest bar or the closest, like, you know, uh, uh, happy hour. We look for the closest buffet. We love to eat. It is it is part of the Queens team culture is mm-hmm. to have to find the best food available at any given time. And actually, we will often skip the after party to go eat food. Eh. Yeah, okay, that happens. <laughs> what uh, you know, and we, we were talking about the what what it was like for you coming up as a as a younger athlete and yeah. as a woman. What would you say to women coming up, uh, a young female athlete, a derby or non derby, yeah. coming up now? Who's? I mean. I th- I want I don't want to say that women have it easy now. I think that it, that women's sports are uh, unfortunately like they're at some levels by a lot of people they're still looked at the same way. It's still it's still not easy for girls and women to um to feel like people look at their sport and what they're doing in their sport is anything more than a hobby. I think that it's, mm-hmm. they, there's still a struggle with that. I think it's it's also even harder if you're different than the other girls. I think it's harder if you're gay. I think it's harder if you're queer. I think it's harder if you're trans. I think it's, you know, the the more things that make you quote unquote different from other people, the harder it's going to be. Um, and that's, that's, I think the part that sucks for a lot of athletes and, and you know, not every, not every athlete's gay. There's, 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 there was um, okay. <laughs> so let me let me. I'm gonna make a confession here. So when I 
finally decided to try out for roller derby, one of the first things I thought was, maybe I'll find a girlfriend. I thought, there's got to be a lot of fucking lesbians in roller derby. And I walked in and I'm like, they're all fucking straight. What the fuck? They like, are? Not all of them, but like a lot of them were. And I was like, damn it. I mean, it. the Brooklyn team, everyone's like fluid and, and because <laughs> That means Brooklyn nothing. That means nothing. They're like, we don't like no, labels here. But my, my very my very, first, my very first league, I was like, I, are you kidding there was like all oh, the two other fucking lesbians. I'm like, no, where are they all? <laughs> I was very disappointed. I'm not gonna lie. I thought I honestly thought I would. I, you know, I did was you single up, for a while and how, I would find a girlfriend. How did you end up finally meeting the girlfriend? Online. Online. Lily, she okay. I she found me. Which no, okay, thing? so that's a funny story actually. So no, I told her she might. She's like, am you gonna mention me? I'm like, I don't know. Do you want me to mention? She goes, I don't care. I'm like, that's fine. Um, no, she's she's great. I was telling you. Aren't I worth mentioning? Well, of course. I just try to respect your privacy. She's, yeah, but I want you to talk about me. No, no. So here's the thing. She, I don't think you can respect her privacy <laughs> because she is literally has been one of the most public figures. She is the vice president of communications for Planned Parenthood Federation of America. Um, and she has been on Fox News and she has yelled at Bill O'Reilly in the past. So, like, she has kicked Bill I don't even know what she looks ass, like, but that's... Right? She's the, hot. I was like, yeah, that sounds hot to me. I was like, I'm... Seriously, like, I, I saw it when... So we met we met online because... I, so I, I had been single for a while. One of the reasons I wound up joining Gotham Girls Roller Derby is because I went through a horrible breakup. Okay. Um, what was so horrible about it? See, my ex-girlfriend it? would actually be really pissed that I'm talking about this, so I'm going to talk about it anyway. Yeah! <laughs> so I went through a horrible breakup. Um, I was living upstate at the time in Hudson Valley, and... Uh, it was an unexpected and terrible breakup, but it, it kind of vaulted me towards like at the time I was working in New York City, living upstate, having a five hour round trip, horrible fucking commute on the on a bus every day to go to work, and it was honestly it was killing me. I mean, I got I got fat, like I got like it was terrible, and I was miserable. So honestly, like the one of the worst things that ever happened to me wound up being one of the best things that ever happened to me. About a, probably the week we like I don't know the day after we broke up, I signed up for tryouts for Gotham. But why was it so uh, why was it such an ugly breakup? It just was unexpected and it was not, not that the breakup she, itself she was you? ugly. She dumped me. Um I know why would she I'm so awesome. Yeah. Um no, I mean, you know what it takes two to tango. I'm sure that I was an asshole at some point, but um but yeah, no, she dumped me and it, it honestly just kind of like it 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 fo- it focused me and I, like a day after we broke up, I'm like fuck this. I'm not staying up here. I'm moving. So I started looking for apartments and I signed up to try out for Gotham and I went to the tryouts and I made it through the tryouts and I was like, okay, this is this is good. I can move back to Brooklyn. Shorten my commute from five hours round trip to half an hour one way. Like it was great. <laughs> saved even even paying Brooklyn prices still saved a shit ton of money because I wasn't paying for all the commuting costs. Anyway, the whole thing was great. But I was single for a while, and then my roommates Violet Knockout and uh, Rox, who are two of my league mates, also, and they were like, "Fuck this, we are making you an online profile." And then I was like, "Fine," but I'm like, I don't want to have anything to do with it. But I need final editing. Uh, approval yeah. of all the grammar because at least if, he, if you're going to write this I want to be able to meet someone who can spell so I'm going to make sure someone <laughs> which uh, which site were you uh, okay Cupid uh, the I did start a Tinder profile for like a minute but uh, the Tinder I was like I don't fucking understand like why swipe, swipe, these, swipe 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 whatever I don't even know why are all these women with passed out tigers <laughs> Seriously, I just don't. I, I think I don't know. Tinder's. I think Tinder's. With gay women on Tinder, are they also in groups where you don't know which one it is? Kind of. I, yeah. I don't understand <laughs> fucking people putting group pictures up on a fucking dating site. Like what are you seriously, doing? like because you know what? It's, it's never the cute one. It's never. <laughs> it's it's never 
the better. It's never the good look. It's always the ugly friend. It's always. I'm sorry. It is. Um, in my experience. Anyway, so it's yes. Also, <laughs> you know, and you know why probably is because in 2017 the only full body shots you have are in group photos yeah. because everything else is a fucking selfie. selfie. Don't get me started about selfies. I fucking No, no, selfies. please. Can I get you started I on hate selfies? Selfies. I hate them. I hate them with a passion. Because <laughs> I, I hate, like, it's selfie. It's, it's oh, it's so like, self-indulgent. Mm, I, I hate it. It it's tricks like, you with body angles. It does. It does. It makes people, it makes people not look it, at the way they really do in real life. And it makes people look, uh, block you in the middle of the street. Yeah. Because they're like, no, no, no. I yeah. found my light. I have to just, yeah. one minute traffic. I found my light in the middle yeah. of Fifth Avenue. Yeah, no, I can't. I just want to, being in roller derby makes you want to like also knock people down a lot when they're doing that. <laughs> you're so used to it. Yeah. I mean, believe I, I sometimes want to like walk down a set of subway stairs and just like, shoulder check every single person holding a phone be like oops sorry oops sorry and like as a phone smashes down the stairs that's my dream officer why the handcuffs no you just send me into the outbox for a lap that's no. what are you doing yeah. no okay no, i probably get in trouble <laughs> anyway so my friends created this profile and it actually turned out really really well it made me uh, maybe cry a little bit because my one of my friends one of my roommates violet she uh wrote like something about how what a wonderful friend i am and also i was like you really think that about me like that's great Anyway, so I, of course, never checked it because I was, like, not interested in dating at all. I'm like, this is fucking stupid. I don't care. And then I, like, looked at it a little bit. I went on a couple of dates, and they were, like, kind of ridiculously stupid and boring, and I didn't have any fun. I met this one girl who her idea of a good time was Botox. And I was like, you're not the girl for me. No, you're terrible. You're a terrible human <laughs> being. I don't know. Like, high fashion shopping and Botox. And I'm like, I don't, why do, I don't even understand why you thought we were going to be compatible. I don't get it. And then out of the blue one day, I got this message <laughs> from this girl who just, it was like very short and sweet. Your, your girlfriend, if she's uh, the feminist that you say she is, she would say, excuse me, I'm a woman. I'm Sorry, not a girl. Sorry, yes, yes. This... Uh, we're not supposed to call, <laughs> I, I've, I've been told I'm not supposed to call them girls anymore. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah. She'd probably yeah, prefer women. I don't know. Um, <laughs> she might. She might. She she sent me this really cute message, and I I just didn't even l barely looked at her picture. The message kind of grabbed me because she was just like, I had said some things in my profile, and it made me realize what she like said. She read it. She was like, I will I will not go roller skating with you. I will go rock climbing with you. I will come watch you skate. I will do all these different things. Like she told me a little about herself, and then she's like, and by the way, you look really cute in a hat. No, sorry, you look really adorable in a hat. I don't I don't know who you are, but I like you. Like, and I messaged her, and she had like literally had sent me the, the message on OkCupid right before getting on an airplane. So I I sent her a private message and didn't hear back for fucking hours. And I'm like, I mean, you just sent me a message. Like, oh, why no, aren't you I fucking answering it. me? Like, I blew yeah, it. I, I was, fucked up. What? I was gonna. I was like, fine, whatever. And then several hours later, sitting there I, stewing for. I was. Like an I hour. was like, she literally just sent me a message. I sent a message almost immediately back, and nothing. You're acting like a millennial nothing. with that attitude, right? <laughs> I was like, who does that? And then I sent her, and but in the and the message I sent back, I was like, why don't we, you know, at, like let's why don't we get together this weekend? It was like a Friday. She sent me the message. I'm like, let's get together this weekend and get some coffee or something. She's like, well, actually, I'm in Chicago, and I was like, okay, like for work or something. I'm like, I gotta go yell at Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, well, it wasn't for that, but it was something <laughs> no, else. But I'm like, all right, so we wound up exchanging phone numbers and text, like texting, like fucking teenagers all weekend. And at one point, I'm, I, I'm, I don't know where, where I was, but she sends me this. She's like, look at what I'm doing right now, and she sends me this picture of an IUD insertion training. Romantic. Right? I was like, 
Hot? Well, no one's ever sent me something like that before. I'm like, that's different. I mean, it was really very, very different. But she was at some kind of a conference, and uh, they were. She was in a like a plenary about IUD okay. insertion methods. At least it's not like her IUD insertion. No, method. no, no, no. It was just. It, it was an yeah. educational uh, uh, panel on on IUD insertion methods. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. was that was pretty much how our courtship started. How long y'all been together? Uh, a year and a half. About a year okay. and a half. It's not that long. Um, but no, for but for girls, I think you know it's hard, and and there is like there's still that element of also sexualization of women, and like you saw, it, I think you saw it with uh, that uh, when that uh, photo shoot of um, was it Venus Serena Serena Williams came out like this past year, yeah, and people were talking about like she's oh look at all her muscles and she's manly and she's this and it's like. That's like you have a powerful woman athlete, and that's the first thing that these fucking people have to say about it. You know, it's like someone who has won Olympic medals and has won tennis championships, and and that's what people say about about it. Like that she has too many muscles and she looks fucking manly. Like, are you kidding me? Like this is a world class fucking athlete. So if, if if that's what happens to world class athletes. How much harder is it for girls and women coming up and trying to find a place for themselves in sports, especially if they're not model gorgeous like some athletes are? You know, I mean, people don't necessarily put, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to disparage myself at all. I'm saying people don't put me on the cover of magazines if I'm an athlete. Mm. People put Serena Williams, who's gorgeous, don't get me wrong, sure. and an amazing athlete. People put the, pe- the faces that they think men want to see. On the cover of magazines, rather than and, and so they're promoting the the, the the sexuality of that this the, the some some kind of preconceived notion of what a woman is supposed to look like, rather than like you know how about you know just what so about just real. the athleticism? What does it matter what she what her face? Remember looks like? a League of Their Own. I love Marla. I know. I know. Remember they, they're, doing, they're doing the shots. By the way, cried seven times during a league of their own. Love that and movie. live tweeted too. Uh, it's, but yeah, the no, man whore has admitted he cried at league of their own. I cry all the time. Well, yeah, I'm I'm man whore, and it's, but it's not what you think. <laughs> um, it's I'm a very I'm a complicated individual. I'm a, compli- I'm a, I'm a man who was on Weight Watchers for four years. Oh. You know, like I. Yeah, not, I'm not what you think, but um, it, it, League of Their Own they have that. Yeah. Remember that series where they're like doing the, all the media, the news, like, yep. and here's her. She's a she's a dame, and this one over here, oh, she's gorgeous. Yeah. And but then there, and then there's Marla, and she's like way, way in, in the, the back, way in the back, <laughs> yeah. like fifty feet away, and, and she can really hit the ball. Like it's yep. like, oh no. And the sad thing about that is that that's not that hasn't changed. Yeah, it hasn't changed. Um, and you know, it's it's. As 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 an as a woman as an athlete, it's upsetting that 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 that's still that's still the way it's 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 viewed. ESPN, give me a female athlete on the cover with a mustache right now. I want it. All right, maybe not. Not I mustache. Mean, oh no, no, to, not mustache. You don't want to but, go that. But no, we. Here's the thing. That that's yeah. Let's go that. Let's go that far. She but, doesn't have to be hot, but let's not make her ugly, Billy. Um. All right. You know what. Make her whoever she is. Whoever she is. Whoever she is. Whoever it's she about is. the it, it should because it should be about the athleticism. Sure. Yeah. You know what? Put if, the best players on there. Put the best players on there. Yeah. Like you know, it's not not every athlete looks like a model. Yeah. You know, not every athlete looks like the the, the girl you want to marry or the girl you know you want to have sex with. Like that's you know not every athlete looks like that. But every athlete is worthy of being on the cover of that magazine, mm-hmm. no matter what she looks like. Yeah. You know. Uh, a couple, couple. Let's do like a couple quick fire questions before we uh, oh before we end. Quick fire. 
Uh, what's your favorite name you've seen in Derby? <laughs> Besides your own, of course. Besides my own. Oh, my God. There's so... There are so many, but I have to say, like one of my closest friends, her name is still my favorite, Despicable Mia. I like, I like. <laughs> she's she's also one of the best people I know too. At the bout, there was a referee who I think had my favorite or one of my favorite names the entire night. Narissa Mansplains it all. Narissa Mansplains. She's awesome. I was, I was like, I like she that. She is awesome. <laughs> yes. Um, what is the worst stereotype you think that's out there about Derby? Uh, the worst stereotype is probably that it's fake mm-hmm. and that it's just a bunch of manly women you know just clomping around on roller skates okay what would be your uh, your big tip to someone who wants to get into roller derby do it do it don't let fear stop you just just do it there's honestly there's there's derby for everyone at every level there's rec league there's training sessions it's not about jumping in at a sport at the top level because not everyone is someone who's capable of jumping in at the top level but everyone is capable of starting somewhere what is is there like pickup Derby? Is there like like basketball? Well, can you? Uh, can I'm not sure about pickup, but there Gotham Girls has training programs from basic level one to to people who can kind of barely skate without having to touch the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, we prefer you be able to not have There's to hold a on wall? To the wall. Well, you know, like in roller skating rinks, like the people who hug, like oh. old time roller skating rinks, people are <laughs> hugging the wall. If you can skate without having to hold on to something while you skate, you can. Go to okay. basic training one. So there's there's derby training for anybody. You can learn, and it's, it's it doesn't start with contact. So don't be afraid. You're gonna have to like start pummeling people from the beginning because yeah. it, it it builds you up to that. But there it, there are entry level skating programs, and in your own area there probably are too. And what's something you'd like to see change in derby? I mean, I'd like to see it go more mainstream. I would like to see that um, mainstream sports organizations take it more um, take it more seriously and i'd love and i'd like to see derby in the olympics in the olympics olympic derby i'd be about that because seriously fucking curling like (laughs) i'm sorry i have friends who love curling. i don't understand it he shoots a gun and then skis if you're gonna shoot a gun in a in in an olympic event shoot at someone like make it a make it make it a sport the country a, that survives a, to the end. Making um, a sport. Like I, make it, I would watch the Olympics. I would watch that I'd too. start watching. If curling was the, if they threw that giant brick of a thing at somebody's head and you had to catch it before it smashed your face in, that would be more exciting. NBC, are you listening? I would mean, you like seriously. to boost the ratings? We have we have ideas. We are available if you want a meeting with us. I'm Just give you. us a buzz. <laughs> We've got some ideas. <laughs> Oh, whiskey. Wow. Holy shit. This was so much fun. Um, Are you down to do like maybe a, a short like 10 minute bonus episode? Sure. Talk a little bit about you. Oh, God. More? About okay. me. Sure. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, for now, though, where should people go if they are interested in Derby or if they want to see the Gotham Girls here in New York City, which I will be attending as many of them as I can this season? Absolutely. Uh, com. Uh, tickets are available there if you uh, or if you go use the um, to un- if you use the Universe app, the Universe Ticket Manager. I believe you can just t- type in Gotham Girls Roller Derby and you'll find it on there. We sell our tickets through there. Um, or just type in Roller Derby in your town and I bet you'll find something. If you're not in New York City, you'll find something in your town, um, anywhere in the country and probably anywhere in the world where there's Roller Derby. And an Check affo- it out. an affordable night out, I must say. It's uh, you know cheaper than going to it's, like a Knicks it's game. It's 20, 20 or 30 no? bucks. Like, it's, like, there's a bake sale. There was a bake sale. I was like, this is awesome. The juniors had a bake sale. Beautiful. There's beer. Yeah. At least at our game. Some games don't have beer. We have a we have a liquor license for beer, but some some teams yeah. don't. But there's beer. There's food. 
it's, it's literally fun. it's it's a couple of hours out of your night it's you know it, it's fun it's super fun mm-hmm. uh, whiskey why don't you say goodbye to everybody goodbye everybody thank you <laughs> All right, who wants to put on some skates and put on some pads and kick some ass? I know I do. Wow. Uh, Loved my conversation with Whiskey Lullaby about roller derby, and I hope you all feel encouraged uh, to go check out a bout in your local area or, hey, even go try out and, and join a team. If you enjoyed my conversation with Whiskey Lullaby, we actually have a bonus episode coming out tomorrow where we discuss her coming out as gay and being thrown out of her house at the age of 17. If you want to gain access to that episode, just go to patreon.com slash podcast. It's going to be available to all $5 and up patrons. However, if you are a member of the Gotham Girls Roller Derby League, uh, I would be happy to give you free access to that episode. All you have to do is email me, manwhorepod at gmail.com. Just to show you how many leagues there are in really kind of every place. I'm just going to le- read off the names of some of the leagues here in this country, okay? Uh, we got we got the Ann Arbor Derby Dimes. Got the Angel City Derby Girls in Los Angeles. Uh, you got the Assassination City Roller Derby and Dallas Derby Devils because apparently Dallas is big enough for two roller derby leagues. If you live uh, near Bloomington, Indiana, you got the Bleeding Heartland Roller Derby. Uh, you also got near Topeka, Kansas, the Capital City Crushers. You can go check out uh, some badass skating near Albuquerque uh, if you see a bout from the Duke City Roller Derby. And of course, you got the Jersey City Roller Girls repping Jersey. Hey, what's up, Jersey? Down by the shore. I mean, seriously, they got leagues everywhere. I'm talking Denver, Missouri. I'm seeing stuff in Maine, Baton Rouge, Seattle, Montana. Fuck, even Huntsville, Alabama's got a league. Okay, get into it and go find a league near you at the uh, through the overarching organization at WFTDA.com. You'll see a link in the show notes, everybody. Uh, please go follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Pilly Presida. Yes, I have an Instagram now. I'm not happy about it. So, you know, like, go please go follow me there. So I feel like it's worth even having before I sign off. We were off mic. We were talking about transgender players in Derby. And I thought we would turn. uh, I had a. I put my recorder on my phone on real quick so Whiskey could say a few words about that. Because apparently there are people who, just like in professional sports or who are afraid of people, uh, of, of transgender folk in their bathrooms, there are people in Derby who do not think that biologically male or formerly biologically male players should skate against uh, females. Well, Whiskey has some words to say about that. Um, <laughs> weird to have it on, not really. Yeah. really. Well, so uh, we were talking about transgender uh, derby players, yep. and then you were like, oh, I wish we had gotten to that because it's a thing. And so what were you going to say? I-, I was going to say that um, in-, in derby, which is like the, is probably the most inclusive sport that I've, I've ever played, mm-hmm. you're always you're always going to have a certain faction of people who are not. Um, because we because we come from all walks of life and because we come from all different parts of the country, different part different backgrounds, different growing up, you will you know I can't I'm not going to say that 100 percent of every single person in roller derby 
is inclusive of everybody, and you're still going to get some haters. I, I would say that um, the last election probably brought that out in people more so than than the trans issue has in the last few years. I mean, um, the the issue of transgender skaters in any sport has um, evolved mm-hmm. over the years. Uh, the WFTDA that uh, Gotham plays under um, has... Uh, that, is that the, that's the big derby? The Women's Flat Track Derby Association has the put na- out multiple versions of its inclusion statement um, per trans skaters, and you should definitely Google that and look that up. I can't remember it off the top of my sure. head, but it's... Uh, um, it's uh, you know, it's probably one of the best things I've ever written from coming from any sport um, about inclusivity. And, you know, here's the thing. People's sexuality, people's, you know, status as, as trans, not whatever, trans or cis, it's none of anybody's fucking business. Like, you know, as far as I'm concerned, like, to me, a skater is a skater. They're my teammates. They're my league mates. Um, I don't really give a shit. They're, uh, you know, but I, I can't say that there are people who, do, who don't give a shit. Um, and I'm, I'm, I, I could probably say that there is going to be, in, you know, there is some, there's still some bigotry out there and there's still some, um, some uh, people who uh, are close-minded. Um, I would even go as far as saying, and I might get in trouble for this, that people that are that close-minded don't belong in roller derby. I don't believe it's a sport for people like that. I, I, I believe that, that derby is a, is a sport of inclusivity, not exclusivity. Mm-hmm. And that, um, yeah, if you're, if you're a bigot, and you're close-minded and you're an asshole, you know what, as far as I'm concerned, get the fuck out. Go the fuck home. You don't belong here. Um, and maybe that's an exclusive statement. You know, I've heard people, like, complain, like, well, it's, if Derby's about inclusivity, what about people with different points of view? Well, you gotta include the assholes, too. <laughs> you know what, being an asshole and making someone feel uncomfortable because of who they are are two completely different things. I know a lot of assholes. I'm a fucking asshole. I know a lot of assholes in Derby. Um, I, there's some of them, my closest friends are assholes. Um, but they're not someone who's ever going to make someone feel different or feel excluded because of who they are, whether they're queer, whether they're trans or whatever. Um, but there are unfortunately people out there who will still do that. And like, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't belong. I don't believe people like that belong in Derby. I don't want, I don't want people like that in my sport. You know, I don't, if, if they can learn how to change their minds, if they can learn how to open their minds and, you know, and learn about acceptance and learn about like, uh, you know, accepting and, 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 and really, um, not even accepting, accepting is the wrong word. So I think accepting something sometimes means like we tolerate it. You know, I fucking hate that word tolerance. Like I'm not to be tolerated because I'm a lesbian. Someone who's trans isn't, isn't to be tolerated because they're trans. Like it's about embracing the differences in, in ourselves and in each other. Um, and if people can't do that, then no, they don't, they don't belong in our, our sport. They don't. Um, and I'm okay with saying that because, um, I want my sport to be a place where everyone who, who's, who plays my sport or everyone who walks into my sport feels like they belong there and feels like that um, that they're embraced by the people who they're coming in contact with. Some powerful words. Uh, thanks again, Whiskey Lullaby, for joining me. And thanks to everybody else for tuning in. Enjoy your weeks and stay slutty. <laughs>